Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, leading edge conversations, awakening your authentic self for soul growth. And really, this conversation has everything to do with that because in just five days from now, on the 19th of November, we are having a Taurus lunar eclipse. That moon is actually quite a distance. It's apogee. Almost two days afterwards, that's the furthest point from Earth. And the incredible thing about that eclipse will be that because it is a six, well, it's a three-hour eclipse, meaning from its start to its actual uh, uh, perfection, and then there'll be another three hours afterwards, a total of over six hours. It's the longest in 558 years, I believe. It's an incredible experience, which of course, it's always like a knowledge and then the visceral experiences afterwards. And that's partly what we're going to bring in with this cosmic collaboration group that we will be talking with in just a few minutes. And we are in this energy of Scorpio. It's transforming times. We're leaving spaces, making space, you might say, for new rebirth. But we're still in this nodal period of time with the lunar eclipse between Gemini and Sag, and the messages are kind of mixed and gooey, we were kind of explaining, which maybe we'll be able to define, because sometimes it's just like, what mix are we in? But yet, there's a lot of potentials. And this eclipse is going to be best viewed, maybe we'll, well, I'll, I'll say it now, all in North America, here in Hawaii, down in Australia and New Zealand, part of Asia, and then also part of Southern uh, South America. And so we will talk more about that in a moment. And okay, I think time to have cosmic collaboration. Investigating the deeper archetypal questions related to understanding astrological energetic aspects for growth patterns to unify mind, body, spirit, and emotions, this is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Susie Kerr Wright, astrologer, certified psychic medium, tarot reader, life coach, and Reiki master. I love to bring what I call cosmic common sense to the world through private sessions as well as all types of media. My work has been published in Chewy.com, Brides Magazine, Good Housekeeping, Cosmopolitan, Elle, Bustle, and more. And I'm a regular guest on Today in Nashville. I've had my own radio shows, and I was the weekly on-air astrologer for WSCA-FM. 
and I love to teach astrology and psychic development. And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you are the entire ocean in a drop. Hi, and my light just went out. Well, I've been having that. I'm having an eclipse early. It's like, oh, there we go. I think we can do it. Hey, the light goes back on. Oh, now off again. Well, such is life. Okay. It's a temperamental it's that kind of energy. Sometimes. Yeah. It is. I'm just going to leave it on. Bright or not, there it is. I better come to it. So when we is can it see happening? You. Oh, very good. And when is this happening? I hadn't mentioned, and I'll mention it now just for our wonderful audience that loves to join us. And we're so glad for it. Do subscribe. We're on Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. And it's always a podcast. And this is aired through wonderful KKNW, 1150 KK, 1150 AM, any rate. And of course, they have a like button too. So there's many ways. But it will be happening here in Hawaii at, in the evening on the 18th. And that's going to be 11.02 in the evening. But let's start on the East. Well, on the East Coast, it's going to be in the morning at 4.02 in the morning. So you're going to have to be a night owl to see all this or early in the morning with the birds. And then, of course, it moves across the country even earlier. In Central Time, where you are, Susie, it's going to be 3.02 in the morning. Now, a person could get up at midnight and begin to see this and then finally say, okay, fine. But... And then in the mountain time, if you're going to Santa Fe up to Calgary, it's going to be at 2.02 in the morning. And where you are, Amanda, it's going to be at 1.02 in the morning. So it's not quite so bad. And there you go. But that'll be on Friday. And actually at Alaska, it's going to be right after midnight. But here, yes, so I'm going to look forward to it and see what happens. So it's exciting and let's see that this chart before we bring it well let's hello do either of you have something you want to say maybe and we'll yes start this off (laughs) always good with you both here today same and i especially because next month in december you won't be with us we're we're taking a little vacation and i have three special guests that'll be on in fact, we'll have uh, Justin Elsie on the 12th of December talking about the lunar nodes and the Pluto return. And on the 19th, I have Linda Barry talking about vibrational astrology, which will be very exciting, which I think you, one of those you guys would have been on. And then on the 26th of December, we have Daniel Feverson coming up again about another approach with the Pluto return and maybe power. We'll see if we can do a panel on that like who has the power anyway that's always an issue isn't it so (laughs) in some ways hopefully within oneself it's a very scorpio issue that we'll probably be seeing with the uh these eclipses and the nodal switch into taurus scorpio not that that's what we're here to talk about Getting ahead of ourselves well, in a, a, bit, in yeah. a yep. sense, but thank you. But I'm really glad you did because really it, this is that brings reminds me. It's a precursor, isn't it, to those nodal 
switch, which is happening on the 18th of January, not that far away, really. You know, the nodes right now, they go in reverse and it's only at one degree right now in Gemini. So, uh, and that's why we have the Taurus eclipse, you know, as one starts trying to gather that it has to be a, anyway, it's all very astronomical and we could talk about that, but that, that's the fact. So, um, we could, somebody can learn. Okay. So, uh, should we look at the chart? Let's look at the chart and see what comes Sure. Up. Let's go for okay, it. We'll bring that up. Okay. Because it is an, a full moon on this chart always. And it's also got a T-square. Now that full moon, of course, is in Taurus with the sun in Scorpio. And interestingly, in that T-square, though, Mars is opposite Uranus and has a lot to say. But maybe we should just, I'll leave it open here, because Venus, the ruler of the full moon is Venus also. But I'm going to hold back. I've said a lot. I know one of you have something. Well, yeah, I think that... To me, the most striking energy within this chart is that Mars Uranus energy. And um, I mean, Mars is at what, 13 and Uranus is at 12 degrees. So it's a very, very tight opposition. And it's whatever Mars touches it, it really kind of gives the other planets or energies a push. And it's like adding fuel to the fire a lot of times. So it, we've already been going through a lot with Uranus and Taurus. And um, this may kind of up the ante for some people. And this isn't going to happen in everybody's lives. But if you have fixed energies, you'll, you're, you're probably already seeing it. And it's probably already coming forward for you. Yeah, for, me, for me, that's what this is about. This is that tipping point. That, that, the, it's the fire starter. You know, so yep. we, we need to be really watchful of, of what happens um, on this one, because there's a lot of seething energy that's been going on in this world um, for a long time now. And, um, you know, really started with the Uranus and Taurus. So this is going to um, this can be a, a, a big turning point, very impactful for, um, you know, especially for anybody that was uh, anybody born around that time too um november 18 19 20 this is a, a you know yeah. um eclipses are always kind of a, a an opportunity for like a do-over you know a, a, a turn a, a change in life you know um and so like you know what's coming though see that's the thing it's like we kind of know like we, i don't know what's you know we don't know maybe necessarily or you know we'll talk about it i'm sure you guys have ideas but you know what's gonna blow but something's gonna blow <laughs> but we know that there's something gonna blow because we've known that something's been wrong for a long time yes right? and we hope for it in and, a weird way yeah and, and yeah. you know another thing to to that that i always remember about the you know the difference between the the solar and lunar eclipses the lunar eclipses hit you in the feels they get you mm. in the feels right and so um, and Scorpio can feel some stuff and so can Taurus and, you know, Taurus will stay on a slow burn and so will Scorpio yeah. to a point, but when it, when it ticks off and so, you know, Mars is that instinct to act and in Scorpio, it's like, 
what's it gonna act on well and <laughs> yes Taurus, Taurus moons they always want things to be stable you know smooth riding like they'll do whatever they can to just like make sure that everything is is feeling okay because th there is a strong um need for survival with both Taurus and Scorpio so that's you know gonna kind of be coming up for some people here absolutely and when yeah. there's and it's that surprise factor you know going back to that t-square with uranus the unpredictable except to know that it's going to be unpredictable and sudden adds to that crisis except that really the best part of that is the fact that it forces the crevice it forces that opening into a new life that we have to have that space to open which um and as we in our conversation brought up the fact that, it, and as you were just uh, mentioning, Susie, it's been a long time coming, yeah? I mean, we've had the pandemic since 2020. Uranus has been in Taurus since 2018 in May, has its seven-year cycle. But that pandemic, too, has really united this globe in a sense of distress, of a new awakening that's so un unknown is the difference, you know? that yeah, this is ready, where we, we really get to see what it means unknown with you know we, we've talked about uranus and uranus activity and transits to you you know by uranus and in, in in your clients charts for years and years it's oh it's a wild card oh it's an unknown but this is like one of the big unknowns this is like the big mamma jamma right here because we're really living it now we are it's we are like in it and we are in it collectively and so yeah. in each of our lives there's that you know that unknown whatever that we know is coming and we all have our own experiences to it but collectively we're all having this this massive awakening and this massive um sense of you know it's oof it, it i, I it, i've never felt uranus so strong in my life and it's pretty high up in my chart well you know I, lo I love this whole take because it means I've been realizing the collective nature of the pandemic and the fact that this is what they call a deep, because I was looking at a Forbes article that was talking about five different things to know about this lunar eclipse. And one of them was this fact that the moon is so far away and that's why it's so deep, which anyway, but the fact that, that, that is collective, I've often been realizing that since the pandemic, that whatever the nodes are in, we're experiencing a whole new dimension that's deep. Like originally it started in cancer with the North Node. Everybody was at home. Every And now that it's in Gemini, finally home is taking on a whole new concept, right? I mean, people are working from home and there's a lot of issues. And so, and our whole, and it's been in, in, in our communication. It'll be interesting as it goes into Taurus, which this is a precursor to, our terms of survival on a collective scale, that deep, deep sense, because everybody is experiencing it. And therefore it's, it leaves the, the superficial strata and it goes into the really uh, systematic, systemic is the word, systemic nature of what that archetype is and what it wants. And survival is the theme, right? We got to, yeah, I mean, people, you know, it's like everybody's, we're reframing what survival is, you know, we're, we really are. It's like, what is survival? Survival used to be one thing. 
pre-pandemic, and now it's another thing post-pandemic. And we're also seeing, you know, the undoing of things that we used to look to as, well, as long as everything's okay in that arena, everything's going to be okay here. And we don't have any of that anymore. There's no foundation. Yeah. You know? Uranus Taurus, Taurus being the earth, Uranus being sky, boom, it, it, it's exploded. There's been a, a, a collective earthquake that's happened and suddenly none of us are on solid ground. So now we're, we're kind of scrambling to redefine what yeah. security is, what safety is, how we communicate, you know, all of that. It's, and I, and, yeah. And I think with that, um, that, with that restructuring or reevaluating of, of, what what is survival and security there's also a, a restructuring of what we value because yes. when you're in that state of survival you know, certain things are just not important and we've no. been holding on to them and kind of like you know just like oh, this is so important Comfort. to me but is it really like i mean there are certain things that that yeah that can we can really just let go and allow a more authentic um more authentic values to come forward for us. And it's hard. I, I, I love on a personal nature because this happens to be right on my moon. It's like, I know something's going to give. And so I can look ahead and go like, oh my gosh, you know, like dominoes. Should I pull this one? Should I pull that one? Oh my goodness, what'll happen? It'll collapse. But the thing about it is, is that it's visceral. And when it happens, it's like that bolt of lightning that suddenly shifts things. And there's like, okay, that, that's how the, the cookie crumbles, which my father used to always say. <laughs> you know, yeah. Can't eat it now. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we we've been on a journey with Uranus and Taurus and, you know, it's it's an evolution of of um, of our experience. And I and I've been meditating on that. And I feel like what's coming forward for me is that there's there's a need to find stability in the instability. Like, how do we how do we do that with like not um not looking to the external to find stability. It's like, it's really got to come from within and allowing the space for the energy to flow instead of clamping down on it. That's something that Taurus and Scorpio really like to do. You know, it's like, I want to keep this. Yeah. (laughs) Control. And I know Susie has something to say, but I'll say control nothing, um, create everything it's a mantra that i keep hidden in my purse to rediscover and really when we looked at the fixed cross it's leo i think that leo and that uh scorpio the whole nine yards of the of the four Susie, you're burning i can see it several times uh-huh. i wanted to say something no no okay good. well that stability within instability you know that really brings forth Okay, there's a couple of thoughts here. One is values goes back to our beautiful Aphrodite Venus in Capricorn right now down there in this chart, which is the East Coast chart in the third house um, of structure and of tradition, still looking to try to re-grasp some identity of, 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 of that in life. But then I'm also thinking that stability, instability, also, of course, ultimately for me, is Neptune. You know, 
Neptune that's in its own sign because Neptune to me uh, must look as at the partnership with the greater source of all, whatever you call that, and make that a partnership so that we don't see the form. I think ultimately, regardless, that's the the air of the Capricorn emphasis that we might be thinking because all these archetypes can be so much bigger, you know, than what we classically just think of them on a generic terms and talk about. Right. So that really, if we can wait and see what form is coming to us as a gift that we've intended through our real desires that we feel, which is really what manifestation becomes as is taught on an esoteric level esoteric hidden or you know the the spiritual dimension then one can start realizing that the mirror of of energies you know that and 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 work with it not to say that that still doesn't make some hard choices and stuff but it it moves i think is is the process of finding that well, you know, touching on that, though, what, you know, what that remi- reminds me of, sorry, I'm losing words here, um, is, you know, there's that whole process of, you know, Pisces and the urge to merge, right? And, you know, what do, what do, what's a common um, struggle that Pisces people have is merging too much into other people, into their, into their energy. So if, if that's where, you know, and I like what you're saying about that, Sue, that actually makes really a lot of sense because I'm like, where are we going with this? Because, you know, right now we have traditional and we have, you know, AI, Okay, so we're either going to remain sovereign humans and keep our land in our homes or we're going to become AI. Right. And so, I mean, it's extreme and there's no common ground. And so and, you know, really, when you think about it, so so that to me, like when you talk about that, I was like, you know, that is beautiful, because if you think about the um, and I forgot the name of the book again, Course in Miracles, you know, they talk about seeing the spirit and others. And that's what it's all about. It's about seeing that divinity and seeing that spirit. And of course, this is what we all strive to do and what we all want to do. But however, and (laughs) there is also the possibility of like, so what happens when we do that? can is something you know i mean now we're getting a little bit out there i know but you know is something else going to come in and possess us you know if we are that open so it's like where do you you know there there has to be some sort of boundary i would think you know the boundaries are really important i feel when it when it comes to that because if we're all going to be kumbaya and everybody's eating off of every everybody else's plate where's our sense of identity and and do humans even need that i don't know i sure like mine so i'm not in a big hurry to give that up but you know that's i think is the struggle it's like these people that have genuine fear of merging with other people and it's not that they're hateful or evil it's just that it's like okay but who am i and how do i do that without losing my sense of being does that make sense well it does and it's not exact and i think though that on a, a, a relates back when a person uh, it's understanding what spirit is because yes I, and i think of all the archetypes happening right now because we are in this mutation time since last year with aquarius you know jupiter and saturn on the usher in this 200 year of air and we're in this 
that structure 20 years at least of social energies, which is also AI on one terms that is like um, (laughs) artificial intelligence, you know, in all different ways, but also about the individuality. And so there is, and the, and the consciousness of the community. And that's really, it's true the the struggle that we're having. And, and if, so we are in Mars opposite Uranus in this with Saturn in Aquarius. So really this conversation is very intuitive, I think, or appropriate to realize. And it could be that with the next nodes, this is further. Now, with that said, we have to remember Jupiter, though, our great once a year orbital planet is going to shift signs into Pisces, which is going to bring out a lot of the imagination. The, the, you know, we talk so much. I talk so much. I will take credit for that. <laughs> but I, I do think on expressive terms. But you know what? Those are just words and tools to express what's really going within. And sometimes that's very tricky because our real messages, one could argue, are really in sensory perceptions that are more in feeling and more in pictures that are take time to digest and express. And I think that will be partly what we're experiencing. So there'll be a lot of downloads, as they call, with this Jupiter and Pisces. Yeah, mm, that will yeah. help sp- and imagine. And there's other ways to express. There's poetry and music. And what is that? That is when words don't clinically, in my sense, give instructions, like which are really, for me, kind of difficult in the first place. It's like, who says this and that? Yes, we all know it's left and right, but it, it can get complicated. Whereas words can also be used and have from the beginning of time, sonnets and poetry, and epics, and fables, and all of this that elude to what this inner conversation is trying to express. So back to the merging. What mm-hmm. time do we have? We have time. <laughs> I can't see the clock. <laughs> any rate. Well, I, I love that you brought in Neptune, uh, because when we're thinking of eclipses, it's a time where we can break or shift patterns in our lives. And this could be a time when um, it's ripe for us to shift into something that we've been dreaming of. We've got the oh. we've got the North Node in Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is in a beautiful trine to Neptune right now. So there's also this piece about um, kind of finding the space between holding and letting go. And this is this is actually something that that was coming up for me re, in regards to the Uranus Taurus Mars Scorpio energy, where there's this. It's like they seem like they're they're opposite things, holding and then letting go. But letting go is like we need to let go so we can be free from our attachments, and but we also need to hold the space for a new vision to come forward, so that the best outcome of a circumstance will happen or or this new stage in our life can come forward. And with Taurus, we're, we're just, we often get confused and we start to clamp down and hold on to things which aren't serving or us Or escape. Anymore. 
or just plain escape and not look at the truth of it. And I think all of that really brings in what we had first finally realized. Oh my gosh, it's mess. It's gooey. It's messy. It's like, where does one, you know, because classically as it's been, I've been hearing many times other people with various classes and that the caterpillar, the great metamorphosis, it actually in its cocoon, loses its identity and this one person who I hope I wish I could give him credit said who in their right mind would it may have been through Amanda Poole Walsh I, not Walsh yeah from Astro Hub had her um, next year's or, or, or anyway there was a, a a panel that I listened to which I don't listen to a lot of panels I have so much going on but it may have been Rick Levine or somebody that said who, who often talks in this way to give credit where who in their right mind would go into that cocoon thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose everything, which really brings it home because I think that is where the struggle is. We know it's gooey. We know we're losing things. We don't know what it is. And we don't even know what it feels like to fly around. And we know it needs to happen. We know it's going to happen. happen. And yet there's still fear about going into it. Yeah. Yeah. So trust is important. And trust goes back to not the material, but to the unknown and Neptune and spiritual trust. Yes. Faith. Yeah. Yep. And in a way we can look a little bit at history because yes, there've been times when things haven't worked out, but again, I think it's that, and I was alluding this to the light, you know, the light particle, light, it's a wave. And when you stare at it, suddenly it becomes a particle. It's like that moment of grief, horrible, this event. Whereas if we step back and see the whole flow of the motion, it's like, well, yeah, but it's shown this beautiful vision or it, it, it changed me here or there. Well, I think we have time for our little break at the half hour and we thank Amanda Pierce and Susie Care Walsh if not Susie Care Walsh right (laughs) right I've probably been wearing a flower longer than her (laughs) you'll be on her show okay well thank you and we'll be right back for Cosmic Collaboration thank you we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Scorpio, traditionally ruled by Mars, now ruled by Pluto. By departing a cycle based on comparison between extreme energies finding balance, Scorpio commits a relationship to exchange resources, experiencing power and powerlessness for the purpose of soul growth transformation. As a fixed water sign that is extreme, intense, and secretively deep, Scorpio's passionate nature questions the psychology and mystery concerning life and death. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So... Grab your coffee, tea, 
or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hello, astrology soulmates. It's me, Stormy Grace, the creator of the YouTube Astrology Academy, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where Sue Rose Minahan and her guests interpret and connect meaningfulness to astrology's essential energies. Alternative Talk, 1150, here to uplift your day. Hey, thanks again. Here we are, and glad for all our Listeners, you can always email me at info at Top Cosmos and let me know your ideas and suggestions. I'm always glad to hear and do subscribe. So we have Susie Wright from Tennessee and Amanda Pierce from Seattle, Washington. And we're talking about this upcoming Taurus Lunar Eclipse that we've talked about in different shows, so you can hear what other people have to say. And it's always a new verb, new uh, energy, and the energy is feeling more and more. And you just brought up about Venus and Mercury in the last conversation. And, and you know what? Venus right now is out of bounds. That means it's outside that elliptical pathway of the sun. So it can do its own thing. It's saying like, yeah, I have these feelings about my values and I have these senses of my uh, survival. And more than that, I want these relationships because Libra is sort of involved there too with its, even though we're talking Taurus, it's still under the domain of Venus. Later on, Mercury is going to be out of bounds. This year, somebody sent me all the 221, 221, 2021 um, out of bounds. And there's been quite a few. Venus and Mercury have done their fair share of being out of bounds this year. So they have a lot to say. And it, it was worth listening. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, there's one more thing. Yeah. I always like to remind no. people. Oh, go ahead. Do you want to go ahead? No, no, go ahead, Susie. Then. No, 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 yeah. go ahead. I just always like to remind people too, you know, when, when we're talking about it, and granted we are in a completely new world and, and all of that, but <clears throat> eclipses are always reflective of periods in the past. So, you know, and you, you always want to look back that, you know, for those those out there that don't know, um, about 18 years. So this this eclipse um, goes back to November 3rd, 2003. It, and so if you think about that period of time, what was going on in your life, you know, and and how, and it doesn't mean that the cycle's going to repeat exactly. It just means if, you know, if you're still doing kind of the same things that you were doing back then, and you weren't happy about them then, and you're not happy about them now, this is the time to break that cycle and to make that change that's necessary. So just want to remind people about that. Yes, very good point. And sometimes you might see certain themes come back, but you've learned along the way and you have greater wisdom now. And so you're able to handle it in a different, in a different light. Yeah. Like make, a sequel. Make it, make it better, you know, make it, make it to, more to your advantage than, yeah, than just, mm -hmm. yep. So it's always helpful it's, to look yeah. back. You know, it was a potent time in my life. When you say that, it was really? like, oh my gosh, because there was so much happening before then that had climaxed. And I didn't know it, but I was in this window between imminent change when my whole life shifted because my later in April, my father's health changed and my husband and I moved in with my father who had a lovely home and we stayed there for three and a half years and it was enormously trans transformative. It was like my past life 
totally eclipsed and changed. So it's like, oh my goodness. Well, I'll enjoy the holiday while it lasts. We'll see what's ahead. (laughs) I was literally just thinking about where I was at in 2003. Now it happened in April, but this eclipse would have been in November. But in April, I believe that was the year I located my family, brothers that I had never met in my life a whole oh, bunch wow. of, my life changed yeah. dramatically yeah yeah exactly past came to the future interesting yeah same here past came to the future because I hadn't been with my father for like 30 years I have this wow. long Saturn relationship 30 year relationship with really vital uh parts of my life and and you know, it is depending on the house system in the 12th house or it goes in the very end of the 11th, which for trad people would say, well, it's in the 12th anyway. So I go with the 12th. And um, yeah, so that it, it, it's really true because it, there's such a renewal in that process. It's like it's in. Wouldn't you say really right now with the Titans, Saturn and Uranus, they were of the two gods that were part once the Olympians, once Jupiter came and overthrew his father, you know, um, who had eaten all his children in the mythology, which, and for the virtue of, we can say, you know, because he, he had overthrown his father, Aranus, um, which in time, just to clarify, why is this in mythology? It's because maybe there was no time in, in the whole, order of creation when Uranus was around birthing with earth Gaia but with Cronus Saturn coming along there was mankind and people and timing we lived throughout the 24-hour cycle but everything was ordered and forever um, real as far as order and you can say too that there then when Jupiter comes and overthrows then mankind Humanity had ability to make choices as whether they were going to go with the intuitive higher self or their own little emotional little. <laughs> they all have emotions. We can't deny <laughs> emotional yeah. needs. But humanity on what level? Divinity. Yeah, divinity. divinity. Ex- yeah. Thank you. There you so, go. And I think, so, you know, I think that's what I think the other struggle is like, is AI actually divinity or like, is that another whole thing? Is that another uh, whole can of worms? Like, is that really where we came from or is there a God? So yeah, another whole chapter. But what were you like five um, in 18 years ago? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not. I was early 20s. Yeah. Okay. Was that a significant time for you at all? Or? I I'm trying to think back. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, I don't have any stories around 2003. That's a good thing. Dig a little deeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but but this um, this eclipse is definitely. I already know it's hitting me hard. So, and it's a lot about Saturn energy. too. Yeah. You know, I think it does bring back to us a lot of Saturn. Like, yeah. However, it is, and it could be on a familiar basis, our father in some ways, whether it's his kids or his life or however it works, yeah. it's that structure that some kind of and tradition, you know, like how is the new tradition happening in our life as far as roles that has very much to do with Saturn, too, because that yeah. is back to that T square that we talked about before um, of that energy, Martian energy that's wanting to renew itself in Scorpio of composting for new life to, to get power empowerment. 
against the the other energies that have been toggling their working it out all year and you know which are Uranus and Saturn and will perfect on Christmas Eve once again well and with that T square Saturn uh, Saturn squaring both Uranus and Mars it may kind of lead to scenarios where you're restricted in what you can do you know it, it like there's there are only certain options for how you can move forward with things um so it's just something to to look out for and how can you stand in and hold these energies in the most responsible and um and uh oh there's a word that i'm i'm losing here i guess saturnian way i can't i'm, I'm losing my saturn words right now <laughs> well of course because Venus deliberate intentional yeah well, yeah, yeah perfect that but that's the messy gooey part because you know who rules taurus just talking astrologically it's venus and venus is in capricorn right now so of course venus is going like hey I knew the the foundation. I had it surveyed. We've got this little spot, that spot, that spot we can build up. But and and I was pre-planning, yes, we could go in this direction. But you know what? That's not how life happens. And life happens unexpectedly. And what we predetermine, and I think this is a big lesson for Capricorn, is to let go of that form and and realize that that, that to trust that. One could come up with forms that one could think on their feet, that there will be a, an option that's available that somehow may be outside of the box, but can operate. Because what happens is that there's a there's more of a wider spectrum available suddenly than what one had known before. And, and that all goes back to this Uranus that's happening that's going to break it all up and also with the other factors of really working with spirit and in some ways we haven't really focused on that merging part because i wasn't thinking always of spirit merging with everybody i I know that that can be like if i let go of this then maybe that's happening but rather it's just welcoming that there could be an answer coming from another area that one didn't even see. And sometimes it's not always a friendly way of telling you if a person's been resisting it a lot. It's like somebody tells you in a rotten way that you still don't like in the long run. And I can think of several incidences for this in my life because I'm married and it's not just my way, but it's a collective highway. (laughs) And so choices sometimes take longer to make. And sometimes the way you get told is, like when we moved from Seattle, but we're really grateful for it. So with all that said. Well, I'm glad you brought up the uh, Venus out of bounds because it actually is pulled into this chart. If you look at the chart, Venus is at, I believe, 12. Um, but yeah, 12 Capricorn right now. So it's it's in a, a, a very close trine with Uranus and it's sextiling Mars. And so... There, there could be some, some qualities of this, uh, the Venus out of bounds popping up, and and it's a good time to, to kind of embrace those difficult Venus parts of yourself that you have trouble mm-hmm. with. If 
you know, if you don't know what, what you want or have trouble processing feelings or relationship issues, um, financial limiting financial beliefs, um, low self-worth, you know, those are great things to address because Venus isn't constricted in the same way. It's not operating the way that it usually does. And I love that there was this, mm. just this last week, um, there's this article that came out about how uh, men are, what is it? We're hanging. It was, a, <laughs> it was, it was a um, match.com's annual singles in America survey. And it said, I'm just going to quote this. Many men are now experiencing post-traumatic growth from COVID and are focusing toward prioritizing well-being along with furthering emotional maturity. And singles are growing up. They're looking for long-term stability in a partnership. How, I mean, how Capricorn is that? And they're going to take their time to find it. And men are leading the way. So this, the whole thing about this was Mm. that men are less interested. The tagline was men are less interested (laughs) in sex than they used to be. They're more interested in like finding that deeper relationship. And this feels like it's like a Venus out of bounds type thing. You know, it's, it's like just the Venus is operating differently. The way that, that we're looking at relationships is operating differently. Well, it seems like it's Venus is embracing its quincunx between Taurus and Libra. You know, it isn't a quincunx, 150 degrees, which in itself is defined by, okay, they don't share the same element or the same mode, you know, one's fixed, one's cardinal, one's earth, one's air, just for that archetypal quincunx. But the fact is they both want support, strength through a relationship and of course sex is part of the relationship but it's not the primary it's in like is it going to ensure that long term and maybe it's also looking at the opposite side which is from Taurus it's going to be Scorpio like Scorpio is really the relationship where it's intimate it's like hey we're we're having this relationship and we're keeping it because it's empowering both of us and we can exchange and have soul growth and everything you know, so it's yeah, really and Scorpio, it's like you you often think about sex with Scorpio, but well, it course. is also about deep emotional <laughs> I just often intimacy. think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Scorpio sun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this goes back to like that whole like Uranus stripping away um, what we like when you're in survival, you, it really comes out what, what your values are. And so that was kind of like a nice little. And we can't do um, it alone. Surprise. And that's the thing. And I know I'm yeah. jumping in, but Taurus has yeah, to remember can. they can't do it. Well, they, they, they can't have, <laughs> thank you. They can't have um, um, uh, survive by themselves. You know, we they would are, like to, but they can't. Yeah, but they yeah. can't. There's only so many resources that any one right. individual possesses i mean can we really grow all the food that we have can we really support the entire house with everything well to a certain point but you still if you're working you have to hire somebody else to maybe go get your groceries there's to that level you know if you even think of the top strata of the financial part of 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 trying to survive i mean it really gets down to there's something that gives we need that interaction and as a the species is interactive Yes. I almost feel like this is a, maybe a weird thing to say, but I almost feel like Taurus is fine with working with other people as long as they deem them competent. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
It's like yeah. tours, mm. they can gel with other people. They can, but they have to have that respect. It's almost like a Capricorn. They have to yeah. respect Earth. that person. They it's have the, to, yeah. yeah. It's so it's they're looking mm-hmm. for those things that are going to work for them, that are going to be consistent, that they can rely on, and that sort of it's thing. Strong. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's almost it like, strengths. are you going to help? Are you going to help with our survival? <laughs> if not, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Scorpio's that's a good thing. The same I way, you know. Yeah, it's I like, hadn't thought of that. Although this is the highest part because it gets into that shadow part, which goes back to me a lot of the Neptunian, which is an important archetype. And I, I guess I should mention this, but you know, there's like the weakness, like the um, escapism, and someone nurturing somebody. If they don't feel secure in themselves, they can help somebody that's insecure. And then again, it's the victim mode, and some, you know, all that baloney. That hopefully, more and more, we're empowering to see that. And maybe this has a, a lot to do with that fear of merging that you had brought up, Susie, that I'm kind of grasping in context in certain ways that if if Scorpio does need, understandably, a strength to optimally exchange with for their strength, you know, which is the polarity of Taurus, that that uh, it, it's like if one has that victim mode, it, it is where you don't think that you're that you don't see that really what's coming at you in your life is from your own making it's your own intentional yeah lack, the that then there's a fear of yeah it's the whole it's nine yards <laughs> so it needs little baby steps very likely but just yeah. somewhat the willingness to let go and and experience that in some kind of elementary faith and trust that oneself can make their own uh, uh, course in life, you know, through. <sighs> yeah. And if you values, do, if you do address and accept and look head on it, like, Oh, I did create this. Then you have the opportunity to, to change it. Ownership. To change it. Yeah. See, that's Ownership. one of my yeah. pet peeves about the way people talk about law of attraction, which is so, so incredibly powerful. It's, you know, they, there's this, this myth that it's, victim blaming and it's not it's it's empowering because once you realize that you in a conscious or unconscious way mostly unconsciously if it's you know something you don't like you know we're we're creating that result co-creating that result right then there's the power you can change it you said it you know it's just like how can that not be empowering how is that that is so not that's Blaming, that, you know? that tells yeah. the key too to this business of the fear of merging because one realizes is part and parcel just what we're talking about that we have the we have the responsibility the risk the buck stops here that it in some way if you look back into your own self one way that really helps is louise hayes um the body louise hayes who's now no longer but she has that louise hayes house hay house production the body she has this Heal the body, you, you yeah. Can heal the body. They, and in yeah. just a little quick little business, it'll tell like if it's skin issues that it's about your sense of boundary of of fear I live of by that book. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Because yep. it's like a kernel of thought that suddenly introduces. Oh my gosh, where did I think in my life 
that reality and you begin to shift it. It's an awakening. So maybe yes. Taurus in Ronis and Taurus and with this T-square, the body and the next year's nodal things is going to be like our body is going to really start talking to us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I, listen. I totally, yeah, I totally agree. There's, there's opportunities for shifting the health of the body and for allowing the yeah. emotional, um, emotions that get stored in the body, allowing for those to be released yeah. because that's often where disease comes from, you know? Yes. Or at least that's, that's a theory for it. Yeah, exactly. Dis-ease. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so I think, I really think with Uranus and Taurus, there's the opportunity to, for different somatic processes to, to gain a lot of popularity and, and for the release of the emotions in the body, just kind of out and, of the box kind of yep. thinking and, for, for health and healing. It's happening. And with, and with Jupiter in Pisces coming along, it's going to really open up that dance, music, motion, dance. You know, it's, it's Pisces is all about, uh, um, along with Taurus. Taurus is very music oriented. When you look into what it rules and, and all of that, it's musicians are often have a lot of Taurus in them. Um, so that dancing, because it somatically you, you, uh, release you know it's it's motion it's not just stage yeah yeah i agree i'm a big fan of of dancing as a way to kind of release energies from the body it it just like it gets you out of your patterning Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's a good that's a really great um idea sue for for this eclipse because we are trying to to or that we do have the option to break some some patterns that that may come forward for us uh, at this time, and and so dancing, dance your heart out if if you get the chance. Yeah, express it. You know, I will take this moment to say about next week because after that we'll talk about the Sabian and the Chandra symbols and stuff that are going to add. Oh, is it really that time? I have fifty three thirty nine. I can't believe it. Well, next week we have Tara All and Ashwin Subramanian because they're going to talk about their astrology by moonlight. And I'm with Susie Carewright and Amanda Pierce. I just can't believe that it's already that time. Wow. Well, we didn't talk about Sabi, but you can catch last week with Moonbeam Team. They did. And thank you. I'll miss you in December. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Merry Thanksgiving. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy and big solstice returns. Holidays. And eclipse yes. season. Here we go. Yes, ma'am. See Answers. you in the new year. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 